With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Tony Veer. Uh, today is uh, the second. Oh, excuse me. Hold on before I go there. Today is uh, April Fool's Day and Easter <laughs> Sunday. And it's the first session. Number two, first session of um, uh, this program called Communication for Professionals. And, you know, when I first thought about doing this program, it's uh, 7 o'clock on the East. When I first thought about doing this program, I'm like, Jesus Christ must be laughing that they have uh, Easter Sunday on April Fool's Day. It must be like some kind of an inside joke or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. How did that happen, right? So um, this is a program called Communication for Professionals. Uh, uh, one of the things we're going to be doing is having a lot of fun. Uh, somebody just joined on the call, but they got lots of noise in the background. Who's that? It's Monique. Sorry about that. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so happy that you're on the call. All right. So uh, we got a bunch of uh, landmark folks. We're going to have a bunch of folks that we never did no training programs and stuff in the middle, and, and that's fine. So um, uh, I'm going to introduce myself. Uh, most of the people I'm going to assert that's going to be on today's call were not on last week's call, which is just fine. That was the reason for having this one. Um, so allow me to introduce myself. My name is Tony Veer. I'm a relationship coach. Uh, I am also a program creator and program leader. I am a writer, a public speaker. And for those of you who don't know it, I am the co-creator of Creating Committed Relationships, the Facebook group where most of you guys came from. The other co-creator is on the call. Her name is Anita Williams. Say hi, Anita. Hi, hi Anita. beautiful people. Hello. <laughs> why, why don't you tell them why we created the call of either program, the group? Why don't you tell them that? Wow. Well, you yeah. know, I there are there are a number of reasons that just had it show up as the obvious thing to do. Um, part of it lives inside of a passion that a shared passion that Tony and I have, which is like having love accessible to all people on the planet, whether that's, you know, relational, like romantic, child to parent, um, parent, your parent to parent, um, any of that. And also this opportunity to be really intentional about what it is we wanted to create as a space, which had us, um, look at some of the existing Facebook communities that each of us had set up and said, you know, I don't think, I don't think it honors our intention to like try to make it meld some, with something we're already doing. So it became a, a new and complete creation. And, um, you know, in, in conversation, we had people really, championing, beginning to be the voice of what we were creating. And it just was a beautiful opportunity for mentors and coaches and um, people who are already doing things professionally that related to it, that they wanted to become 
someone who honored the conversation in the space. So um, it's all unfolded very organically, and it comes um, with a structure of people who are just really passionate about what the community. And so you all are the beneficiaries of that. Yay. And, and by the way, um, uh, one of the things that me and Anita have in common is that we are amazing off the cuff, spontaneous. What? You wanted to say something? Okay, there we go. But she had no idea I was going to say, ask her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. He's like, huh, what? Okay, great. So, um, so, yeah, so we created the program last May. We was having a conversation, and it was like, Oh, yeah, no, we got to create the crew right now. What do we want to call it? Create a committed relationship. Okay, great. And that's how that started. Okay. And then um, for those of you who also may not know it, uh, I do have a fan page, one of those Facebook business pages. It's called Tony Veer's Relationship Advice. I have had that group, uh, that page, as I say, uh, since um, the end of August of 2014. So uh, coming up in four years with the group. Right now, there's 44,000 plus people who like my posts every day. I'm very happy about that, obviously. And uh, I'm also the, uh, uh, creating two books. Um, so I'm, I'm becoming a, an official author. I created eight e-books, but I'm actually coming out with some real books now. The two uh, upcoming books are In Order, Loving Communication, which has a lot to do with this program, and Qualifying Men, which uh, has nothing to do with this program, but this program can help uh, women try to qualify men. Uh, get along with them and all that other good stuff. So, um, what I did, the reason why I created this program was I was trying to create something. Uh, there's two reasons, actually. Um, one is that I was trying to create a, a program around coaching people, training the coach. That's what I called it. And I shared it with one of my buddies, and he was like, man, that sounds like a great program for communication for consultants. And I was like, hmm, that's pretty good. So I took the communication portions out of the program, kept the coaching stuff, but I kept the technical stuff out of it. And then I called it communication for professionals because, quite frankly, uh, there's more types of professionals than just consultants, you know, uh, the salespeople, business owners, you know, on and on, right? So, um, so I created that, and it made sense. And I've been doing it since 2013 when I first started doing the program, but I've been doing it one-on-one, which is why I'm having this group. And I'll tell you a little bit about more about that in a second. But the second reason why I created this program, and I really got passionate about this program, is because I remember reading a quote or short story about a general in World War II, and I don't remember who the general was, but he had received some kind of communication uh, in written form, snail mail, um, during World War II, and uh, his um, assistant, whether it was a colonel or a lieutenant or whatever, gave him communication, stood there, and then he watched as the uh, as the journal opened up the page, opened up the package, read it, got upset, then threw the package down, the, the printed message down, and said, "Tell this guy that I don't send me communication. I can't understand. Send me communication. I cannot possibly misunderstand." I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Ever since then, I have been like. How do you communicate ways it's impossible to misunderstand? I will tell you guys that I'm always going to be learning. I've been uh, collecting information since uh, 20, since uh, 2001, really, and in 2001, uh, for, first for safety reasons, just to keep my brain from exploding on myself. But um, 
my next uh, uh, journey is to be able to communicate in ways that are possible to misunderstand in writing because I ain't there yet, but I'm working on it. So, um, so from that point forward, I decided that I want this program to teach people, among other things, how to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand, and that's a big part of the program. So, uh, the other reason why I'm the reason the main reason why I'm doing it with you folks here is because. Um, I've done it one-on-one, but I haven't done it in groups. And I want to take this program to businesses. So me having my communication book out, I want them to bring me in to their businesses, to their companies, and have me train their businesses how to communicate in, you know, great ways. Um, because we'll like it much better when that happens. You know, you, you, you know, talk to somebody at AT&T or, you know, Walmart or something, and you'll be like, man, what the hell's wrong with this person? You want to throw your shoe at them, right? So I want to be able to have those have y'all not have that experience by having me go out and be able to train folks like that. So uh, I will just say, you know, as a one-time shame, shameless plug here, that if you hear this program and you can hear some businesses or some people that can actually benefit from it, let me know because I want everybody to get this. Okay. Um, uh, this will be the only time I do the uh, the, the program this way. So, um, so. Let me see here. What do I want to do? Um, so let me tell you about the program, the intention of the program. So there's five intended outcomes. The first uh, outcome is to uh, be able to communicate in ways that naturally enhances relationships. It takes care of people. That leaves them better than you, you found them. That, that has them feel taken care of, listened to like that. Uh, that's the first thing. The second is to become an X-ray listener, meaning uh, to be able to practically read people's minds in conversation. I don't know if anybody here has had the experience of, like, talking to somebody, and you can almost track their brain movement while they're talking. Has anybody ever had that experience ever? Yes. Ever? Yeah. yeah. So to be able to do that on a consistent basis, yeah. this program is going to teach you a lot about how to do that. Um, the third thing I already said is to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. We're going to start talking about that today. The fourth is to end the game of telephone. So for those of you that understand that don't know what telephone is, it's like you're in a line with, say, 10 people or you're, you was in school in the fifth grade or something, and you whispered in one person's ear, they whispered what you said in the next person's ear, blah, 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 blah. By the time you get to the fifth person, whatever you said disappeared because they are saying something completely different. This, this is designed to teach people how to end that in their world. And then the fifth is to communicate in ways that naturally creates leaders. So bringing out the best in people, allowing them to like be creative and free to, to, you know, to um, uh, explore, to express, to be themselves and, um, you know, be the person they were born to be with. So those are the outcomes, intended outcomes of the program. Uh, what you can count on me for is to deliver the intentions of the seminar, those five things, to be a space, a safe space, to have this be a safe space, not to, to have you be a safe space, but like have this whole program be a safe space for you. Three, to take care of you in every way I possibly can or you need it to be. Four, have fun. So one of the things I love about doing these kind of things is that half the time I don't know, I know what I want to say, but I don't know how I'm going to say it. So I'm having fun, you know, and so that's how it's going to be. And you're going to have fun whether you like it or not, damn it. And then, um, what else? Um, and then to stand for your breakthroughs and successes. And I've got some systems and, and practices that's going to make that happen. Um, 
So let me tell you about the logistics of the program. There's going to be 10 90-minute sessions. These sessions are 90 minutes. We plan on ending this exactly at 8.30. If I can see it's not going to happen, I will let you know beforehand. So I might let you know as early as 8 o'clock, depending on how the conversations are going. Um, but no later than, say, 8.15, 8 20. I'm going to get seated, hey, I'm 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm never going to ask for more than 15 minutes. So I just want to let you know that. And if you know it's fine, the call will be recorded. You can hear the last 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Um, but I want to be hey, responsible. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. It's just me, Susie, just checking in from Montreal. Excellent. Love it. Yay. I just, I just, I just wanted to let you know. Yay. Thank you. You were on a roll, we, and I didn't want to disrupt you, but I kind of figured... <laughs> That was the time to jump in and say, I'm here. And okay, I didn't great. want to interrupt either. I didn't want to interrupt either. This is Robin. I'm on the call as well. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Robin. <laughs> Hi, guys. Great. So, so what's going to happen, I'm going to allow everybody to introduce themselves really quickly. So you didn't miss out, but it's okay. It's good. Beautiful. And another thing I want to say is that there's going to be a point in the program early on where I'm going to give her a chance to, to find out the, who's in attendance. So you'll always be able to announce yourself when you get on the call. It'll be fine. Um, but I want to make sure you know this. And yay, thanks for you know, standing up to communicate. I'm glad you all are on the phone. All right. Okay. Next. Cool. The calls will be, uh, uh, so there's going to be 10 sessions, 10 90-minute sessions. I promise to manage the, uh, the uh, time because uh, I can go. I've had some sessions. Uh, uh, Tim, and, uh, Ty, and, uh, and Suzanne could, could verify that. Sometimes a mm-hmm. program can go so good it go three hours. We ain't doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, That's true. We 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 we've had some good runs. We've had some really really oh. good talks. Oh my and god! Entertaining, like, entertaining talks and and infor- informational talks um, yeah. regarding the subject at hand and also um, uh, how it affects or how it has or how we have seen. Um, the, the talks affect our individual circumstances. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, so I'm going to manage it to 90 minutes. Like I said, if I can see it's going to take longer, I will let you know before, uh, you know, the 8.30 time, and then you get a chance to say whether it works or not. And that depends on how long the sharing goes and, you know, how engaged it gets or whatever. But I promise to be as close to 8.30 as possible. Um, the 10 sessions are nine modules. One of the modules is going to need two sessions. I was going to tell you now, you're going to be like, okay, session five, uh, we're halfway done. We're going to finish session five the next week. By the way, it is session five. Um, then uh, also the calls will be recorded. You'll have a lifetime access to them. You'll have them in two formats. You'll have them on TalkShoe. You'll be able to use your, uh, you know, the URL, the information uh, from there to um, – uh, to be on the, uh, uh, you know, to, to listen to it as well as you know, upload them to Dropbox, most likely the very next day, uh, upload them to Dropbox. And then you're also going to get uh, emailed recap notes, notes from the session so that you can uh, have them. So you'll get this program three ways, live, recordings, and, uh, and written notes about it. So um, let's see here. Uh, so let me uh, let you guys introduce yourselves. Before I go any further, um, I know that a few of y'all already did, but let's, let's just thank you for the topic again. Who's on the call? You got um, 
It's me, Susie, um, Suzanne from Montreal, Canada. Um, I was introduced to um, Tony and his um, sessions from... I was introduced by uh, Tim. And I've listened to about four, three or four of the previous... Sessions easily, and um, I think he's on to a good thing. He's he, he's spewing out good vibes, um, really cool intelligence, know how, and it has helped me in constructing um, dialogues that I have in my own workplace, and um, in in even in some of my. Um, Facebook groups that I happen to manage. So, I mean, conversation is a wonderful thing and it's an important thing. And you have to know how to um, keep it in line. You have to know how to keep it focused. So, um, yeah. So, I'm still here. I'm still um, looking to learn. Excellent. All right. Uh, Who's next? I'll go next. So this is Robin, and I was introduced to Tony just yesterday, around this time yesterday, through Lena. (laughs) (laughs) And and I did um, take um, some courses um, at Landmark. I'm very familiar with the work. However, did not get a chance to do the communication support. And so I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to – get some of those um, tools and to be able to utilize them um, effectively in my life, career, and relationships, and most importantly with my teenage son. Um, but I, um, I am a um, fashion stylist, and I dress people for a living, and I um, empower, I express myself through my style, and I help others to do that as well and to um, help them communicate effectively in their lifestyles and in their businesses through their style. However, I would like to be able to incorporate communicating um, verbally as well as through body language um, effectively in all of those areas as well and being able to incorporate that into my work as well. Um, So that's what I'm looking to um, get out of this program. And... um, Yes. Excellent. All right. Next. Awesome. This is Lena Demore. Hi, everybody. Hi to all my delicious, beautiful beings that um, accepted my invitation to participate uh, in this course. Um, <laughs> thank you for accepting and trusting me. I have done tons of landmark courses um, and tons of other kinds of personal development courses. I have actually worked with Tony one-on-one. I met, we met uh, in New York when I was participating in the Team Management Leadership Program. And, um, you know, Tony just really has a way of breaking down information, and he's so patient and just so – he's just such a delicious human being um, that, he, like, you literally want to hang on to every morsel that he – he says, because it, it just it's really impactful, and all of your um, 
uh, you, you know, all the tools that he has. And, I mean, he just like literally has something for everything and everyone. So uh, I'm in. I'm participating in this particular course because I'm always up to enhancing um, my communication game. And I also uh, had a. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch a, a podcast called My Philosophy. And it's all about um, empowering women to connect to their divine feminine. And through that being expressed, they radiate beauty in every single area of their life. So thank you, Tony, for having me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name's Angie, and I also was introduced by Lena to this amazing program. Sorry. Uh, I am, uh, one second. One second. Yeah. Can someone um, can someone mute their background noise? It's very difficult to to hear all of the wonderful people who are introducing and sharing themselves because there's a lot of re- reverb in the back. So thank you so much. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so I'm a landmark graduate as well. I'm an executive at a um, large corporation that is licensed in 45 states, and we. Um, sell franchises um, all around, you know, um, the United States. So communication is key within our organization, um, not just in communicating with clients, but also internally. Um, you know, so many different personalities, so many different points of views, and we all have one goal in mind. So being able to use communication to deliver that, like I'm really interested in that. So thank you, Lena, and thank you, Tony, for having me. Yay. Uh, I want to put something in. I want, I want to put something in real quick because there's a bunch of folks that have done Landmark and the people who have not done Landmark, they're like, what's Landmark? So I was going to say real quickly <laughs> about Landmark. Um, Landmark Education, now called Landmark Worldwide, is the premier personal development company out there. They are the um, faceless equivalent of Tony Robbins, really, but they just have a lot larger reach. Um, and so many p- people that have come into the world of uh, personal development, coaches and stuff, they either came from Landmark or they got trained by somebody who came from Landmark, including Tony Robbins, you know. So um, they're a huge uh, um, business that you may not have ever heard of before. Um, and for those of you who have done Landmark and have done the communication courses, I promise you, this ain't that. This ain't that. And the reason why I say that, this is totally not that is because this program, is, uh, unlike some of the trainings out there, like how to be a certain way, manage your way of being. No, this is how to do communication. You do this, you're going to be effective as a communicator. That's what this is about. So I want to put that in for everybody to be clear. And now whoever's next, introduce yourself. Hey, guys. Um, Tim Haven, Ty Haven, Super G, I'm that guy. Um, I'm a guy from Florida. <laughs> I like to go to the beach whenever I can um, by day. Um, I transport hazardous materials. I'm married. Uh, we have four children. And by night, I love to write and excite. Uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Okay, I guess I'll go. My name is Leong Ma. I used to live in New York City. I was also a person who went to Landmark for a few years. And I left New York City around 2009 after the downturn. Uh, lived overseas for a little bit. Uh, now I'm residing in Florida. Uh, I have my uh, business that um, I design products and have them made overseas, and I sell them. Um, and 
you know, when when I saw this communication course on Facebook, because Tony and I are friends, um, I jumped at the chance. And thank you, Tony, for accepting me. So I'm very excited to uh, to see what we can do here. Excellent. All right, who's next? Hi, it's Monique. Um, so one thing is um, I've known Tony for quite some time. I actually did a, a lot of landmark courses and um, completed the, um, the communication curriculum. And I actually heard a couple of folks that I know from some of my landmark courses online uh, on the phone, so it's nice to sort of be reunited with them. Uh, but I've known Tony for quite some time, and I've always been impressed and, and sort of moved by his commitment to, you know, communication in every way, shape, and form, whether it be in relationships, in business, you know, you know, on the street, wherever. And um, so when I heard he was doing this, I wanted to, one, uh, participate because I think, you know, in the beta of this particular curriculum, I want to be available to participate and help him bring this to fruition, bring his vision to fruition. And also because I know that whatever he's involved with, it's quality and it's going to make a difference for the people involved. And who doesn't need uh, a little bit more, you know, positive stuff in their life? So I'm happy to participate. I am um, executive in the financial services world. And um, something really interesting happened recently in which, you know, I got, um, I- I've been placed in a new group. Uh, and the senior executive of the new group said, I love having you in my group because your communication is just always so lovely and you make people feel great. And I thought that's a weird thing that a financial services executive gets said. But I think that it's also really, um, you know, I'm really proud of that, that, you know, when people think of financial service executives, you know, this is not what they're thinking of. And I'm really proud that this is who I am in the world and this is what I can bring to an industry that's, you know, not perceived as being very communicative or, you know, having good uh, communication and so forth. So I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to, you know, uh, participate in this journey with uh, all of the other folks. Yay. Love it. Next. Hello, everyone. My name is Maya Vinicius. I'm, I've known Tony through Landmark. I'm a Landmark graduate and many courses. Why I jumped on this opportunity is because uh, every time I speak with Tony and I've uh, or communicated with Tony, I always felt inspired and empowered and just energized. So um, what he mentioned earlier today, being communicating in a way that ah now I forgot it that's in, impossible not to be misunderstood. Now I'm getting it confused. Anyway, that's what I would like. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, impossible to, to communicate clearly. Yes. With clarity, with greatness, and you know, leaving people as inspired and touched and energized as you do when I talk to you. Awesome! Yay! Thank you. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. All right. She has a bit of an accent. Oh. Yes. My, yeah. I'm I originally ask? from. I'm originally from Ukraine. Okay, very nice, very nice. But now I live in New York. Very nice. I understand that you have an accent. I recognize that off the top. So at at the same time, when you do have an accent 
and you're speaking in an English speaking milieu, you want to, um, um, sometimes that accent works for you and sometimes it doesn't, but um, your accent works very nicely. Thank you. Nice. Hi, Maya. All right, who's next? I'll go next. My name is Vita Raymond. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Hi, Vita. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of talking. I'm kind of talking through my earbuds, so I have to make sure you can hear me. Um, mm-hmm. I live in Port Arthur, Texas, and um, I was sort of, sort of, kind of a Harvey victim in August. Um, I say sort of, kind of, because I had to get rescued, but I didn't lose anything. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, that was interesting. But um, I'm actually a communication major. Um, that's been a long time ago, though. But um, I uh, I write, I sew, I raise kids. Um, I actually sew at my job also. But um, I think that this is interesting because um, we have to communicate with people all the time. Um, and more so for me, I think I told you already, I have a new boyfriend and I've never dealt with anybody like this before. And a lot of times it is hard to communicate with him and so I'm hoping that I can kind of get, you know, some things that will help me with that. But um, I also know that from being a communication major that you have verbal communication, you have nonverbal, all that good stuff. And um, so I'm hoping you could teach me a whole bunch of stuff that I already know so I can use it uh, in my everyday. So that's it. Uh, I, I promise I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of stuff you ain't never heard before. I don't care what college you <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree, but you know, if I had been smart, I would have gone into PR. But I didn't know that at the time. So, mm-hmm. oh well. <laughs> well, it ain't too, it ain't too late. But I'm just saying, I'm like one of those uh, information collectors. I've been collecting information since 2001. So I promise you, I, I you know, I'm not like collecting information, but I'd like put it together and say, oh my God, there's a new toy inside of this, right? So like that's how it goes. So. <laughs> Don't worry, you won't have your mind blown. Promise. <laughs> oh, I'm counting on it. <laughs> Hold me accountable. I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Do we get everybody yet, or anybody missing? This is Anita from oh, New Jersey. Yes. Um. So, really, what I want to share with all of you is, um, it's great to be in the conversation of communication with you. And um, I'm really here so that I can be responsible for Tony's intention on what he wants to share with all of you and um, that you all have breakthroughs in what you don't even know you really came to this conversation for. So I'm really listening um, and contributing in ways that have you all just have an amazing experience, but like unexpected experience. And that's who I am for you. Awesome. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that, but I, I like it. Um, I, I, I want to acknowledge you, uh, Anita, because you are um, the only person I've ever been around where I was in conversations that um, 
you know, wasn't working, like with people on Facebook that was, you know, uh, beating me up for being a guy, and you straighten it out and, and, and handle it. I'm like, oh, I need to, I'm going to learn something from you being around this program, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. I think that's everybody. If anybody else uh, had to say anything? I'm, this is Kim in Chicago. Um, yes. I'm, I'm on the call as well. Um <clears throat> You guys have, uh, a few of you have mentioned Landmark. Um, I've done a few of those competitors. I've done some personal growth work with the Wright Institute or Wright uh, Education, Wright Living. They have a couple different brands, um, as well as Pathway Seminars, which they're all pretty similar, very similar to Landmark, some of the same neuroscience-based teaching. Um, And uh, although I do have a lot of friends a couple of friends who've done landmarks, so I'm, I've, and I've gone to one of those like uh, intro sessions in the past. But at any rate, um, uh, I'm just exploring this particular. Uh, I was invited to join this event or this course through uh, another a, a coach friend of mine, my friend Andy, and uh, I'm just really just exploring uh, improving communication. Um, you know, I'm I value personal development and growth and. Just kind of hoping to learn some tools to make me a better communicator. So, um, thanks for having me, and I look forward to the weeks ahead. Excellent, love it. Yay! Thanks, Andy. I don't think he's. I don't know if he's on the call, but thanks, Andy. Um, no, I think he did it last week. He did the first. Yeah, he did. He did. Yep, yep, yep. Hi, this is Esther Mino. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm reviewing tonight. I was on the call last week, but I I know it's always good to hear things more than once. And I've done some happily ever after coaching with as as a coachee with Tony and I found it extremely helpful. I'm uh, single at the moment but content to be single and clear about what it is that I'm looking for should I meet somebody who is in a position to contribute to my life in a way that I don't currently have an experience. So I highly recommend Tony's one-on-one coaching, and I really want to support you, Tony, in um, expanding your business and becoming comfortable facilitating thousands of people. And I, too, along with the lady originally from the Ukraine, want to make sure that my communication cannot be misunderstood. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. So uh, if anybody else hasn't uh, introduced themselves, fine. You know, interrupt me and let me know, but otherwise I'm going to move forward right now. Um, Let me give you some of the ground. Hello? Hello. Oh, I'm not too. It's Tom Williamson. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, my name is Tom Williamson. I'm from Colorado. I live in New York. I'm uh, the CEO of Don't Rush Life Incorporated and also the author of Don't Rush Life, which is a book of inspirational poems that I publish with my kids. Um, I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and a medical exercise specialist, and I have clients from up to the ages of 89 for years now. Um, and we basically what we do is, is strengthen the immune system. 
right now we only have one video that we've done so so far, but we're planning to do more videos on how to strengthen the immune system. Um, and I've done Tony's course, Happily Ever After. I've done um, uh, Qualifying, Qualifying Men. Men. Yes. Yep. And What Women Want for Men But Can't Tell Them seminar. <laughs> um, I'm a landmark graduate as well. Um, yeah. And I'm a father of two kids that live in England. And that's it. Yep. All right. Excellent. All righty. So I'm going to move forward now. Um, and uh, let me let you know what the ground rules are. Uh, number one, make sure there are no distractions around you so you can get the full power of each session. You know, I know there's going to be some times where you just can't not do that, but you want to do that as much as possible, as completely as possible, secondly. Um, secondly, you want to, what I want you to do is pull the seminar, the program to you. Make me give you what you want from this program, even if you got to email me later. Yo, Tony, what happened to Hamana Hamana? I didn't get this, whatever. Do not sit passively and expect me to do the program to you. So uh, one of the things I learned in excuse me, hello? Mm. Somebody, somebody saying something? Oh, they took themselves on mute. Didn't mean it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I've discovered that in, in all my personal development training that there's at least three different ways you can go about dealing with a program. You could do it. Uh, I, I'll use it as the uh, uh, there's a program the TMLP a bunch of us have done, and so I'll, I'll use that as an acronym to help you see what I mean by that. So you could either do the TMLP, so to speak. You could do the me MLP, or you could do the TML me. Let me tell you what those three things mean. You could do the program as designed. You could uh, make me do it to you. Or you could do it your way. I suggest you do the program at design and pull it out of me if you have to. But don't sit there expecting the program to do it to you. Yeah, you'll hear it, but if you don't practice it, you know, so you want to, like, do be as, as committed to the program as you will want somebody in your life to be committed to you. So that's what I want you to do. Number three, uh, bring all your relationships to the program. So whether it's business, family, child, you know, children, and um, you know, all of that. Bring those relationships because – those are where you're going to see the distinctions of dysfunction in relationships and in communication. So, um, four, be mindful of the amount of time you use in share, sharing with me on the calls so that we don't go over the time because you're talking way a whole lot. So be responsible for, for that. Um, you'll have some, you'll have some uh, in the middle of the program, you'll have some new tools to be able to figure that out. But in the meantime, do your best. We'll get there. Um, Number five, there will not be any uh, assignments. That means you're going to have to work harder to pay attention to the, uh, each session. And also, um, I'm going to make I'm making myself available so you can email me, text me, or call me. Uh, we're going to create a roster, uh, and I'm going to tell you about the A team. Uh, it's the admin team, but uh, also got another uh, title meaning behind the A team. So we'll tell you about that in a little while uh, toward the end. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, there won't be any assignments. So uh, I'll make myself available, and my A team will be available, and, and, and uh, so you'll be taken care of in between sessions. Um, we're going to be creating groups of four, and you'll find out more about that um, toward the end of the program, but um, toward the end of tonight's session. But we're going to put you in groups so you can actually engage with each other, uh, talk with each other, have fun with each other. 
And, um, you know, want you to bring your, your relationships, your conversations, your experiences to those conversations. And there's multiple ways you could do it. We'll talk about it. And then you'll get an email um, around how that's going to work as well. Uh, and as well as a roster of everybody's name, email address, and phone number. But we'll, we'll keep it private just to us. And then uh, the seventh thing I want you to know is that this is a teaching program rather than a coaching program. So what I mean is that you know, I'll be happy to coach you if and when you need it. But in this case, it's most important to help you learn and integrate the distinctions of the program, like give you the distinction and after you get it, but you feel need more help, I'll be happy to coach you. So how it's going to go is I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to, I'm going to drop some science. I'm going to uh, check in to see if you actually got it. And then uh, if you need some, some advice on how to apply it, fine, we'll do it. But really, what I'm going to do is drop science on you, check in, see if you got it. And, you know, we'll probably laugh because you'll say something funny or I'll hear something funny, say something funny. And then, you know, we'll keep it going. So that's how it's going to go for the most part. Um, because this program is so rich with distinction. It's like almost 40 distinctions in the program. It's crazy. Um, now, uh, uh, the other thing is that um, listen to the program and what's going on as if you had to teach it to somebody else, not just trying to remember it. And then the last thing I'm going to say is, uh, tip, is to save the conference call number onto your phone so you don't got to drive yourself crazy looking for it every session. Hey, Tony, what's the number again? After the fifth session, I'm going to start laughing at you. I might even call your butt out on the calls, okay? So <laughs> save the number on your phone and the search for what's the number? Anybody know what I'm talking about in here that lives in New York? Hint, hint, wink, wink. All right, I'm, I'm not calling you out, not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Florida. <laughs> yeah, or Florida, right. <laughs> okay, so before I go forward, does anybody have any statements, questions, comments before I start moving forward? Because I'm about to go into the content now. Okay. Uh, I do actually just thought of something else. Uh, right now it is 741. Normally, we would take 10 to 15 minutes to get to the content, but because this is our first session, we want people to get to know each other. You know, it took a little longer to get related and all of that stuff. But normally we'd be like right in pretty quickly. So uh, I just want to be responsible for that. And now we are going to talk about um, the first session, which is uh, uh, discipline number one, otherwise known as module number one, learning. But I call it a discipline, and I want to tell you why. The term discipline is used to describe a form of practice designed to have people be masterful in whatever area they're committed to. The most critical part of this term is going beyond physical, tactical, or strategic competency to emphasize developing the mind to be masterful in its capacity to be unconsciously competent. When you become so skillful at what you're doing, you're constantly or even permanently in the zone. Each module is an opportunity to learn and implement what you get from them such that you get into and stay in the zone with them all, with them all the way, um, uh, all the same way that a martial artist never stops growing and never stops expanding their capacity to throw a simple punch or a block. So um, there's four levels of awareness. You guys probably heard this before. Um, there is unconscious incompetence. Uh, that's that's where you don't even know you don't know you don't know something. You just like cool. Like, what's a planet? You know, or whatever. You know, trying to explain 
you know, air conditioning in the Julius Caesar. It just, you just don't even know you don't know, right? Then, um, then there is consciously competent. Oh, dang, I don't know nothing about that. But you, at least you know you're conscious of your incompetence. Then the third level is being consciously competent, which means you know how to do stuff and you know that you know it. And then there's unconscious competence. This is where you are so good at what you do, um, you don't even have to think about it. The way you drive, you know, people be talking and, and putting their lipstick on while they're driving. They, they forgot how they got to work until they got to work. That's, con- that's unconscious competence. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm urging you to listen to and, and take on this program with the intention of being able to do this stuff so automatically, it's like you driving. So does that communicate? You guys get that? Yes. Yes. Excellent. All right. So today's session is learning, as in learning how to learn. So the context for this session is, is that the only educated person is the person who knows how to learn and change. That quote comes from Carl Rogers. Carl Rogers is a psychologist who, who's uh, from, the, I think from the 30s or 40s to the 80s or 90s. Uh, he's around a long time, but he's about learning. So um, <laughs> let me share with you a quick story that I didn't share last week. Uh, Esther, it's a good thing you're on the call because I didn't say this last week, so I'm saying it out, right? So in the 1990s, there was this TV commercial, American Express commercial, and it had me howl laughing. And it looked me at the communication. So here's what happened. So uh, this young dad buys a VCR back in the days when VCRs was hot, new. And he comes in, he sets it up, and then he bring, has his son who's about two years old. He says, hey, son, come here. Let me show you this. He says, see, son, this thing eats tapes. And he put the tape inside the VCR, and the kid is sitting there, and he looks at it. He, he kind of like does that, you know, when you pretend that you're biting something, and he does it. And then mom says, Brian whatever his name is, Brian, time to eat. So he runs to the kitchen, he sits down at his chair, and he's still in a high chair, and he's playing with his uh, uh, oatmeal. And he has this thought. And he says, see, son, this thing eats tapes. And then he goes over to the VCR, and he puts his oatmeal in the VCR. <laughs> <laughs> and then his dad comes out and says, he comes, comes to pull the VCR out, and he sees the oatmeal and says, Brian, and Brian runs away, right? And then American Express says, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, as long as you bought it with us, you know, your, your thing is protected, right? The thing was so hilarious because the kid heard exactly what dad said, but he heard, he thought it meant something else. Dad was trying to teach him how to use the VCR and says this thing eats tapes, and he was meant to focus on tapes, but the kid was focusing on eat. So, in other words, it's possible that dad did not communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. <laughs> Does that make sense, y'all? Yep. Does anybody saw that commercial back in the day? I have. I have. <laughs> no, I don't call it. Yeah, it was hilarious. I loved it. It was only off for a little while, but I was like, oh, my God. So the time to realize that someone didn't get what you really meant is before they do something or walk away from you not after. So this program is designed to teach you how to be a great communicator. To be a great communicator is important that you completely understand how to learn because if you don't know how to learn, you won't be able to learn how to communicate clearly in every environment, the culture you're in, 
the jargon the people in it use, the phrases and commonalities that cause those people to use the words they use, and the pictures that pop up in their head while in conversations. Having the, debil- having the ability to learn any and all of that at any time, anywhere, will allow you to achieve things outside of your imagination. In addition, you won't be able to teach others how to learn how you think and communicate and most likely won't know for sure if they really got what you communicated. As a leader, manager, salesperson, or relationship partner, you need to know how to learn how to understand the people you're communicating with so you can consistently communicate in ways they cannot possibly misunderstand or you won't be able to make things happen, at least the things that are most important to you. This first session is about educating you in how to recognize and enhance your ability to learn and adapt to changing conditions when it comes to communicating effectively. As important and as critical as it is to be able to utilize this material in your own life, until you can communicate it to someone else, you're still in the learning process. This is because you won't be able to help them do what you do, and there will be times when no matter how much you can see and understand how they speak and think, you won't be, they won't join you because of a number of reasons. They don't see the point of changing their views. They can't grasp the concept. They don't want to change. They want you to do all the work. They're a micromanager. They're your superior, such as a manager, teacher, etc. You did something they're holding against you, and so much more. These are issues that aren't communication issues based on focus, vocabulary, or education. They're emotional, visionary, habitual, or skill-based issues the people you'll be communicating with won't ever understand unless you can get through to them. So uh, let me hear what you guys are hearing out of this, getting out of this, what I said so far. Any thoughts, opinions, questions? Okay. Uh, I guess I'll keep going. Um, feel free to jump in, though, if you got any questions. Um, well, how about this? Because I'm not sure. How about you tell me what – somebody tell me what they think they heard, your version of what I just said, like one or two of you. Okay. Well, my – this – oh, sorry. Hello? Hi, Professor. Yes. Uh, what, what I heard was I'm I'm the one. So – if I want to be in this course, then I need to pull this towards me. I need to listen not only to maybe kind of sort of remember it, but I need to listen with laser listening so I could actually articulate it to somebody else. Yes, excellent. Is that you, Suzanne, was going to say something? Thank you, Esther. Who else was going to say something? I know I heard somebody else. No, it's me, Susie. Oh, I'm just here listening. I wasn't about to say anything, but um, oh, you okay. called out my name, so I thought I would say. No, no okay. I'm all good. Right. All right, so you all are good. All right, I'll keep it moving. 
Um, this section will help you recognize where you are in terms of skill level, along with the direction and amount of work you need to do in order to be masterful in communication. Understanding these challenges regarding the way people think and speak will give you a more profound relationship to reality as it pertains to learning, communication, and interacting with others as well as yourself. There's a saying that there's a reason why the ski instructor needs to be out in front. You, as the ski instructor to your audience, whether it be business or romantic, need to know how to help them learn, unlearn, and communicate with you and the people in their life. You see, being able to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand requires learning how to do that with the personal people you're communicating with this time, only this time. In other words, communicating in ways that is impossible to misunderstand is a conversation-by-conversation phenomenon. People change. That's one of the big things that makes learning how other people communicate so important. Each time you speak with someone, listen for how they're listening, how they're speaking, and or what's going on in their life that they may have that may have them be a completely different person than the last time y'all spoke with each other. You'll be able to keep up with them as they change, whether it's a good change or not. And they probably won't notice what you're doing, but that doesn't matter because as long as the communication is going great, that's all they care about. So, mm. you know, you, you, you did a fantastic job of communicating in ways that is impossible to misunderstand today. Tomorrow, you might as well act like it never happened because you need to do it again. It's not, oh, I'm great and it's always going to go to it. No, it went that way this time, which means you got to think about it the next time from scratch. You don't know if they hit lotto, you know, lost a family member, got fired, somebody smeared them in public. You, you don't know what happened to them. You know, they just had an epiphany on, you know, how to walk on water. You don't know what happened to them, right, from the last time you talked to them. So you got to start from scratch every single time out if you want it to work. If you don't care, you can get anything going. But every separate conversation, every single individual conversation, that's the one you need to communicate ways as impossible to misunderstand this time. Tomorrow, start all over again. Or in an hour, start all over again. Um, anybody really, really happy about the fact that I said that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think so. I'm just cutting up over here. Oh, man. <laughs> But it's okay because it's just it's newly it's it's new all the time, right? Yep, yep, yep. Indeed. Okay. Ultimately, if you don't know how to learn, you'll be doomed to being an ineffective communicator. By learning how to learn, you'll be able to constantly improve your relationship to reality and your life overall. Because learning is transferable to every area of life. So you learn something in this conversation, you can apply it to other areas of your life. You know, driving is, a, is an example that I like to use where, you know, before you started learning, before you knew how to drive, you know, you had your life, whatever it was. And then you learn how to drive. And you still had the same life except for now your life has expanded. And, like, driving doesn't change your life, but it does change your life at the same time. You know, and so it's like when you, when you um, add new information to your life, new distinctions to your life, all of that, then what ends up happening is 
you have more of a capacity to do things, but you still can do the same things you were doing before you got this new epiphany, this new technique, this new di- this distinction. So, you know, allow yourself to learn uh, will improve your communication, but also improve your life. Uh, there's a term I think they use called extrapolation. Yeah, extrapolate what you learn in this conversation to other places, uh, in addition to improving your uh, your relationship with reality and your conversation. So, anyhow. Uh, all right, so next piece. There are uh, a couple of different ways to think about learning. So the first one is to learn fundamentally versus situationally. So people view, learn, understand, and interact with life either fundamentally or situationally, depending on one of two things, their area of mastery in a particular area, their level of awareness of who they are as a human being. So first one, the higher their level of mastery, knowledge, skill set, or awareness, the more they understand how to deal with things fundamentally, and the higher their confidence and self-esteem will be. So for example, a person could be either fundamentally confident, organized, disciplined, or committed, or situationally confident, organized, disciplined, or committed. The fundamentally confident, organized, disciplined, or committed person is masterful in doing things, knowing things, and uh, ways of being, and is therefore reliable in performing or taking actions uh, that achieve their intentions and make them happy. On the other hand, a person who's situationally confident, organized, disciplined, or, or committed isn't really any of those things because they don't understand the creative process, meaning they don't understand that experimentation leads to eventual success. They cheat themselves out of mastery in the area they either don't apply themselves to or don't believe in themselves around forever limiting what's possible for themselves and others in those areas and limiting what's possible for that area of life for themselves. So now we'll give you an example. You know, there's some people that's like confident as a speaker. They don't even know, need to know what they're saying. You put them in front of a thousand people, they'd be like, uh, okay, let me just start talking, right? So they don't care. They, they're confident. They may not have the skill, but they're fundamentally confident. They can have conversations in front of a million people, in front of a hundred people, in front of one person, you know, to meet somebody on a date, whatever. They are fundamentally confident in, com- in communication, communication and conversation. And then there are some folks that are situationally confident. Like they'll, they'll talk in class, but they won't talk in front of a stage. Or they'll talk in front of a stage, but they won't say hello to somebody that they're attracted to to want to go on a date. Or they won't confront their boss. Or they'll say as little as possible. And so they're not fundamentally confident, which means they're not confident in communication. You know, um, they just, they just, they're not really confident anywhere. Because as soon as you change the scenery, all of a sudden they lose their mind. That means that they really wasn't confident in that area at all. Imagine being somebody who's driving and you're confident on the highway, but you can't drive on ice and snow. You're supposed to be able to know how to drive any old way. So that's what I mean by fundamentally confident versus situationally. Learning, to learn how to do stuff fundamentally. Because when you also, anyhow, okay, so uh, anybody got anything you want to say about that? Because I feel like I'm talking a lot and I ain't hearing nobody say nothing in feedback. I need feedback. Give me feedback. Well, uh, what I got from it is that when you are, um, when you fundamentally 
when you fundamentally know something, um, you, ha- you know, I'm sorry, fundamentally are confident in something, that confidence does not go away no matter what situation you're in. Even if it came to a point where you didn't think that you knew something, um, it, you just, it, 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 there's a trust that comes along that you're able to just move through that with confidence and the other person wouldn't even know that you didn't, you know, you were kind of put on the spot in that moment. When you're situa- yeah. situationally confident, um, the minute you're taken out of that environment that you were so confident in, it, right. it goes away. You, you're all of a sudden forget, you're, you know, you're off kilter, um, you're insecure, and so, therefore, it's, you know, it's situational. But the minute you're maybe around your family or, you know, people that, like you said, you know, or people that you, you, you know and you, you know that they love you, it's like you're back into being confident again. So right. that's what I heard. Right. The distinction. Got it. Beautiful. Yeah. So when you know what you're doing, you know it so well, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, you still know how to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, you know you know how to learn it, so it's okay. So you got to understand things and learn things fundamentally as opposed to situationally. And most folks don't know that distinction. So that's one of the first things you want to, you want to get, you know, makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, secondly, knowing who you are as a human being, knowing who you are as a person, knowing who you really are has a profound impact on a person's overall experience of basically everything they do, whether they have mastery in a particular area of not. So, you know, Esther, I want to point her out is that she was talking about how doing the Happily Ever After program with me, she actually experienced being grounded in herself so much that, yeah, she wants to be in a relationship, but if it ain't, she's cool because she's not going to get into the relationship because she needs to be in a relationship. She's going to get in a relationship because that's what she most wants and is not attached to it because she's still happy amongst herself. So she doesn't sell herself out. She doesn't, you know, um, 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 you know get panicky or... Uh, get wonky with some situation around. It's either she's either going to maintain her standards, um, and and that person needs to match, be a match, or she's going to maintain her standards, and they ain't going to be a match. So, um, when you know who you are as a human being, life gets a lot simpler. You become grounded in who you are. You get grounded fundamentally in life. So, when a person doesn't know who they are, uh, by the way, uh, did I get that right, Esther? Um, yes, yes, you did. I was on mute. Yes, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Okay. So when a person doesn't know who they are, they usually either suck the energy and attention out of the spaces they occupy or they lean on their strong suits to get them through life. Whether wow. they succeed, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you want to be able to learn to distinguish whether the person you're dealing with is this kind of person or not. That's one of the things you want to learn when you're talking to people. Do they know who they are or not? What's their level of mastery in the area they're dealing with, right? So whether they succeed with their strong suits or fail with them, the very fact that they lean on it reminds them of their lack of groundedness as a person and therefore has to be fundamentally insecure. In the end, living life fundamentally has one be at the source of one's own life and be at the be at cause in a matter of how their life will go. Living situationally, has one be a ball of reactions at the mercy of situations and ultimately live a life of victimhood, weakness, and mourning. So you want to actually be able to see whether you're being that or whether the person you're, you're, uh, you're dealing with is being that 
And are you learning to understand whatever it is you're understanding from a fundamental perspective or just this situation here? Then I don't think most people actually know this until they start recognizing how much they know about the things that they know. So uh, I'm going to leave it right there and I'm going to keep it moving. Um, I'm going to bring up the next distinction. It's similar, but uh, nowhere near identical. So the next one is learning for knowledge versus learning for usage. Again, this is, this is all about learning how people communicate, the people you're communicating with, and actually even learning how you communicate, right, what you need to do to communicate differently. So learning for the purposes of memorization is, in effect, gathering knowledge for resource collection and relating to information as if it were some sort of asset to be used when necessary. You know, kind of like studying for a college exam at the last minute, and then two weeks later, you may have passed the test, but two weeks later, you remember, you don't even remember none of the things you studied. That's learning for knowing. That's learning for gathering information. Learning for the purposes of knowing how to apply what we learn helps us transform information from a source of comfort or a useful insight into a powerful force in our lives because it both empowers and enables us to achieve goals and produce results. Well, we don't know how to do it ourselves because we know how to find out, apply what we know in another unrelated area, or identify someone who knows how to do what we need to know or what we need to get done. Information is most effective. Uh, see here. Oh, sorry. Information is most effective when it's used to achieve something useful whereas gathering information is only good for looking good or feeling temporarily secure. If you don't use what you know, it's the same thing as not knowing it. Hmm. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So learning how, you know, your partner or your boss communicates and not doing nothing about it is the same as not knowing, knowing how to talk to them differently how to transform the conversation. So you need to actually really get it. And then, um, yeah, so learning from the context of gathering information is extremely limiting because it gives a person a false sense of security and certainty, kills curiosity, makes people lack interest in learning anything new because they think they know enough already, hides the fact that their information or what they've learned may have become obsolete before they find out and makes them defensive in the face of new information. In addition, it, it induces purpose tremor, a form of nervousness that occurs when feeling stressed or putting too much pressure on oneself and makes feeling relaxed practically impossible in those moments. So purpose tremor is the, is the um, how I first learned about it was if you try to thread a, a, a needle with some thread, um, the closer the thread gets, the more your hands shake. Anybody ever experienced that? A needle with some thread. The closer the thread gets, the more your hands shake. Anybody ever experienced that? A needle with some Whatever you're saying, you got all of here with this feedback, man, that, like echo. Uh, try again. Hello. Um, hello. This is Barb and Gary. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I don't want to interrupt you, though. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me hear it. No, no. This this is the first time we're on. We were coming oh. on late. Got it. Gary. Okay, okay, okay. Gary, and who else? Barb. Oh, okay, okay. Gary and Dawn? Dora. Barb. B-A-R-B. Barb. Okay, okay, okay. Yay. Okay, okay. got it. I'm there now. Okay. I woke up. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> okay, great. Being resourceful, coming from being resourceful, uh, removes you from being at the mercy of a lack of resources, knowledge, experience, or information. This puts you in the driver's seat of life and circumstances, forces people to think of ways to use what they've learned, and makes them verify their information on a constant, never-ending basis. Being resourceful is one of the most powerful and certain ways to ensure success and even more to avoid failure. The true value of knowing these distinctions is to be able to tell whether someone is coming from collecting information or applying information, fundamentally intelligent or situationally intelligent, confident or covering up their lack of confidence, really listening or being distracted by the thoughts running through their head rather than listening to you or the people communicating around them. Learning how to learn how others communicate, deal with information as it comes to them, and how it affects the words that come out of their mouth is of paramount importance because someone has to know how to do something about it, and if it ain't them, it better be you, or you are not going to be happy or effective in the area of life that is important to you. So now, uh, I'm about to go into the steps of uh, how to learn. Uh, does anybody have anything I want to say or ask about what I've talked about so far? I'm just doing a good job. Are you anybody saying? Yeah, yeah, were you about to were you about to tell us about the string that you pull from the person's hand? Uh no, you, you sound mean, like no. A, sound like a little oh, okay, I was supposed to say that sound like the little trick I used to do when I was a kid. What's the what's the trick? Let me hear it. Let me I yeah. wanna hear that. Come on. Tell it. Um, you know how you 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 um you rub the inside of the person's hand, close their hand, rub the fist, open the hand, yeah. rub the inside of their hand. Yeah, and when you pull you feel like you're pulling a string out of your hand. And I thought you were supposed to use that as an example. When you said that, that's what I thought of. Oh, yeah, I never knew that one. That's, that's, I never you might have to that. that. Yeah, you didn't need to show us how to do yeah. that. That's not like a good trick. <laughs> I listen, think it's I'm a mind thing, but. <laughs> well, listen, I think it's good to be cool. Because uh, I got some guys that need to know how to uh, meet, you know, women successfully because they all scared and nervous and all that stuff. So if I teach them that trick, that might make them, you know. A little more attractive to the women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right after the call, buddy. Right after the call. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, now. I'm But it can work, you know, in a bar, in a bar <laughs> when they're cheating, you know. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, okay, good. I'm, I'm finally, I'm finally laughing. Oh my god, I was like, oh, 
All right. <laughs> Thank you. I want to know that trick. I swear to God. All right. So how to use what you learn in communication. So you got to check in constantly. You want to ongoingly create effective quotes. So whether it's mantras or something that, you know, everybody uses, right? So everybody understands you want to use those as possible, uh, as much as possible. Next, you want to speak in bursts of no more than two minutes, unless you're doing like a personal share or you're leading an exercise. Uh, you want to speak at a four-year-old level. I remember uh, Denzel Washington was a lawyer in, uh, in the movie Philadelphia, and uh, he used to say, hey, come on, speak to me like I'm four years old. So, yeah, I, I'm, a with, I'm aligned with that. You know, speak to people like they're four years old. No, speak to people at a four-year-old's level, not like they're four-year-old. Because when you talk to them like they're four-year-old, they'd be like, what's wrong with you? You don't like me or something? There's no respect. So, no, you got to use four-year-old language, not four-year-old attitude. They're not your kid. You know what I mean? All right. Then uh, notice what works consistently and what doesn't. And then track your information and only do what works. <laughs> You'll get the email with, this, with those notes, but that's, that's bottom line. And then... You know, if, if I talk too fast and you want to write it down, you can always listen to the recording later. So, um, so now here is the learning process. There's three steps to the learning process. Uh, okay. Um, uh, how do you know if you've actually learned something? And how do you know if the people you interact with have actually learned something? So learning is only effective as a person's ability to learn. Many times, and for most people, their entire lives, we have no idea whether we've actually learned something or not. As was stated earlier, learning to remember something isn't the most powerful way to learn. Said another way, it's a weak context for learning. Learning is a process of finding out, discovering, or having epiphanies around things we had no prior awareness of knowledge to, or at, well, at the least, a limited knowledge around things we know we don't know much about. The interesting thing is most of us have no idea whether we know something or not and to what degree we know what we know. However interesting that may be, it's also a huge problem because not knowing the impact of learning is akin to saying, I'm going to do what I feel like doing, and I'm going to find out later if it was worth it. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time. You know, you ask somebody, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you feeling right now? They'll say, oh, 7. They don't even know what a 7 is. What's a 7? Seven might really be a three, but they, 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 their thing is so low that seven seems like a high, right? How do you know this? So you want to actually know what you know and figure out and see how you can determine it. Like what, you, what are you basing your conversation on? So what follows is a three-step process I call the learning process, at least in the terms of communication. So there's curiosity, examination, comprehension. So curiosity. We are born with curiosity as a part of what I call our factory installed software. Scientists call it DNA, which is really our software. You know. By the way, men and women have slightly different software. Men are like PCs. Women are like Macs. Y'all are way fancier. You know, we get the job done and we just do that, but y'all are fancier, a little bit of more of an upgrade, um, but, but we all got factory installed software. And I don't know why nobody's laughing, but okay, fine, whatever. Uh, next is, uh, you already know, you already know how to be curious. What there is to do is to put your pattern recognition tendencies aside long enough for your natural tendency to be curious to show up. Rather than think I know, think, what's that? Or what else might there be to learn? 
one of my personal favorite things that I live by is I can't wait to find out how much smarter I'm going to be two weeks from now. Love it. Makes me curious because I'm like, hey, in two weeks, I'm going to see how smart I am. How much smarter I am. How much more can I contribute is the reason why I do it, not just because I want to be a smart guy. So you want to find context that will allow you to maintain your curiosity because it's not like you got to drive up your curiosity. You don't got to make yourself curious. You just have to stop hindering your curiosity. If you're a know-it-all, you'll kill off your curiosity, and it becomes really hard to learn. As a communicator, if you're someone who generally knows what someone else is going to say or why they're saying it, you're causing so much damage you can't even imagine it. You're stifling personal growth of yourself and others. You're limiting yourself from seeing new trends, opportunities, and the reduction of barriers. You're pushing people away from you. You're making people not want to communicate with you. You're unable to keep up in this ever-increasingly changing world. Can't tell or won't know if or when what you know becomes obsolete. And that's a big issue. But people don't believe in obsolescence, but that's okay. Or is there whether you're naked or not. A lot of people don't like rain, but they don't, they don't stop the rain from coming down, you know? Like most people, they hate getting wet. They love drinking water. So, um, yeah, you got to just accept reality. Matter of fact, I'll go drop some science here real quick. One of my, uh, one, another one of my favorite sayings is, um, uh, the sooner you get bad news, the better that bad news is. And another way of saying is, when would you like to know? You're never going to like to know when you got cancer, but when would you like to know? Three months ago, today, or a year from now, right? The sooner you get it, the better it is, even though you don't like it. So um, you, you want to not resist bad news because uh, the sooner you get it, the sooner you'll be able to do something about it. That's, that's called facing and dealing with reality. All right, next, examination. So we talked about curiosity, now examination. After satisfying your curiosity, you'll be halfway through the, uh, the examination stage already. Examination is important because it's the only real way to do a complete job of learning. Without examining what your curiosity gave you, like fact-checking, you'll learn, but it won't help you because it'll be weak, inaccurate, irrelevant, obsolete, or some other state of uselessness. How you know you're doing a complete job of examination is that for you, there's nothing more to examine. All your questions have been answered, and you're now ready to begin implementing what you learned. Then you're ready for the next stage, comprehension. How you know you've comprehended something is that you can apply it and even teach it to others. Until then, you're still learning rather than have learned, quote, unquote. Learning how to communicate requires a person to constantly be on the lookout for becoming better at communicating. It's like you never stop being great. Um, yeah, let me use this as an example. So Michael Jordan. He is, uh, I, I, my nickname for Michael Jordan is he's the Michael Jordan of Michael Jordans, right? So, like, people say, oh, he's the Michael Jordan of football. He's the Michael Jordan of uh, technology. He's the Michael Jordan of sales. Yeah, so they use Michael Jordan as an example of how great greatness really is. And so um, he uh, missed over 9,000 shots in his career, which is a lot of shots. There's some other people miss more, but the folks that miss less, a lot of them ain't even get to that point where he was at. But he missed over 9,000 shots in 13 years. And, um, you know, he, he was already known as the greatest. He won MVPs. He won scoring titles. He won championships. And he was still trying, working towards improving. 
Muhammad Ali is another person. You know, he was able to knock people out and do all kinds of stuff, and he still kept on improving himself. And so, um, you know, if you're not working on improving yourself, then what you're kind of saying subliminally is, I'm better at what I do than Michael Jordan is at what he does. I'm better at what I do than, than uh, you know, Muhammad Ali was at what he does. And so I want to say um, maybe you want to, like, put that aside so you can actually comprehend, learn, apply what you get so you can become more and more massable. Uh, just a hint uh, and a tip. So, um, yeah, so uh, how learning how to communicate requires a person to be on the lookout for becoming better at communicating. The reason for this is because you'll always come across someone who you've never spoken with before who has communication idiosyncrasies that you couldn't conceive of before meeting and speaking with them. In order to deal with this, a person committed to being masterful in communication and speaking in ways that are impossible to be misunderstood, a person would need to learn how others communicate and then meet them where they are in ways that are impossible for them to misunderstand. So, as you begin noticing, I'm about to laugh before it as you begin noticing the various communication dysfunctions around you, you'll want to not only master transcending them, you'll also want to allow your lessons to aid you in dealing with the next set of unpredictable communication dysfunctions. The reason for this is that those communication dysfunctions are coming. No need to be surprised for them when they do. <laughs> You're never going to run out of communication dysfunctions, I swear. You're never going to run out. <laughs> Never. In addition, noticing different ways that people get in their own way in communication will help you to understand the types of thinking that come from those communication dysfunctions. This one revelation will help you to identify and put into practice ways of communicating that work for everyone all the time without exception. In other words, let those who aren't great at communication teach you how to be even greater than you were before you met them. Let the lessons you get from them be your next communication success. Any comments, statements about that, questions? Taking notes. All right. I'm going to start calling some names. I want to hear somebody soon. <laughs> um. I'm still right. Okay. Hey, Heather, you on the call? Hello? Hey, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. What What was the question? Oh, well, the question is, I just wanted to hear what was uh, what you got out of this, what your thinking was around everything I said. Any Any feedback whatsoever? Of sitting with everything right now. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I got something. Okay. So I took what you said and tried to put it into my own words for my understanding. So basically, you know, you let those who aren't the best communicators teach you how to be a better communicator. So there's always something to learn 
and you're probably going to learn uh, most of your lessons with people who don't communicate so well. Yep. Okay. It's almost an opportunity, like, wow, they suck at communicating. They're going to teach me how to communicate better. <laughs> yeah, because if you can effectively <laughs> right, right. So it's almost like each time you encounter a person like that, they, like you said, they make you better because if you can, if you can find a way with a person who cannot communicate that well, if you can find a way to establish communication with them, then you, right. like my friend, just gain a new level in the communicating. So exactly, right? It makes you more of like a universal communicator, right? Right. Because they're coming, man. You don't know what kind of weird conversation going to be coming up. What kind of weird, uh, you know, whatever. You just, you just don't know. <laughs> so right. you, might well enjoy, you might as well enjoy it because it's coming. So how do you stay on guard for that? Because it's going to come. It may come to your left, your right, you know, right off your shoulder. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, it's like which way is the wind going to which way is the wind going to breeze on you? You don't know. It's just coming. You know it's coming. Right? Yeah. You know it's going to rain someday soon. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know in the winter it's going to snow and the summer it's going to be blasting heat. Right? You just know it's coming. <laughs> and it will rain. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it will. Um, Maya, anything uh, you want to say about what you heard uh, tonight? Call the names now. Oh, she's on mute. Uh, Monique, love to hear what you're thinking. Whoops. Uh, Miss Demore. Are you looking for me, Tony? Sorry about that. I'm on mute. My my daughter is <laughs> trying to keep her. Uh, calm. Um, yeah. What was the What was the question? I'm sorry again. Well, well, just trying to see what kind of feed. You know what you got from from what I shared because I just spit out a whole mouthful of stuff and wanted to get what you hear. What you got from uh, from the session? Any part of the session? Um, the last well, one, first one, whatever. Well, I would say in the I guess the last part of what you just discussed about um, you know having somebody uh, teach someone who maybe off the rocker in their communication, um, meaning that, you know, they might totally be just all over the place. They actually can teach you how to be a better communicator. Um, and what I also heard, I heard something about, like, when you said about the practice. So, for instance, um, um, if you're someone who, in terms of, you know, learning how to learn, if you're someone who is constantly um, looking at it from a learner's perspective as opposed to, wow, I failed. So, you know, you go, you ask, you know, uh, an investor for, you know, money, and they say right. no. You, it'll, it'll, it will actually, unless in, instead of looking at it from a perspective of, um, oh, gosh, you know, I failed, and they don't want me, and they don't like me, or whatever, wherever you go in that conversation, it's an opportunity for you to learn something from that person about making you a better communicator. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's not about, it's, it's, if you come from that perspective, you are not in, the, you don't get in a place of defeat around any conversation. And it could be with your, you know, with a family member, with your husband, with your fiance, with whomever. 
um, if you feel like you keep bumping up against something with that person, it's an opportunity, which I, I'm getting, that's, that, that's one of the actually insights that I was like, wow, that's really cool. You, you forget about that. And so it's, yeah. if they say no or if they, if for some reason you're not seeing eye to eye in that moment, it doesn't mean that it's over. It just means, hey, you know, look to see where, you know, your communication is off. And then yeah. go back and have the conversation again. Yeah. And then, and then, and then there may there may be times where that conversation is complete, but you, you what you can do is take that back, like with Michael Jordan, right? Take that back yeah. to the lab, and you know, look to see where you can become a better communicator just from that interaction alone, even if it was only one interaction that you'll have the opportunity to have. Yeah, mm. you know how I translate that. I translate oh. that as to looking at it from, you know, the Michael Jordan thing. You know, Michael Jordan didn't win every game. He lost them. He yep. didn't win every – and just like in, like like she was just saying in some conversations, you don't always win, but you get back to go back and, and rethink, you know, reevaluate to improve yourself for the next time you can communicate with that individual. Am I understanding yes. that right? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, uh. Uh, somebody else is communicating, but not necessarily in ways that it's impossible to misunderstand, but impossible <laughs> ways, ways that's impossible to ignore. <laughs> we heard it all and clear, little girl. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what you're saying, but we ignore it. We got it. I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um... I'm going to stay on the call. Um, you know, we got one more minute before the, the call is over. I'm going to stay on the call in case anybody has any questions or comments. But uh, I just want to see if anybody wants to uh, finish off the call by sharing, you know, what they got or whatever. Um, uh, I'm just checking. You don't have to, but uh, if anybody wants to wrap up the call with some of the, something amazing or something, uh, feel free. Uh, you got like one minute. Yeah, I don't know if it's amazing, but I just want to say that what I got is that we have a lot to learn and that we're going to be learning actually forever. And, um, you know, when you were talking about Michael Jordan being the greatest, everybody says that, but did you say he missed 9,000 shots? Who knew that? You know, right. <laughs> nobody remembers that. You know, you only right. remember the good thing mm-hmm. that he did. And so I'm guessing it's going to work like that in communication uh, also. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stay on, stay on the call. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the, I'm gonna end the recording. I'm gonna stay on the call, and uh, I'm gonna share some some extra stuff with y'all because, uh, um, you know, you're on the call, and uh, I'm declaring this call complete. But uh, I've got some more stuff I, I want to share with you. So, hang on, don't go nowhere. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.